This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. A little bit different than what we had originally planned for today, and let me lay out why. Uh, As we tape this, we are in Palm Springs. We are actually just wrapping up practice for, and I I should be maybe more specific, a little light workout that the Sooner softball team had and a really nice dinner uh, before they prepare for the opener of the Marionetter Classic. Two games they'll play tomorrow. Two games they'll play on Friday, and then they'll play their finale on Saturday. And I I guess you could say, since we've done it once, it's like I say it's a tradition. But last year, when we came to Palm Springs, we sat down with JT Gasso and Andre Gasso, and the Sooners ended up winning the national championship. So if it worked last year, well, let's try it again this year. But just kind of full disclosure, because we finished up so late tonight, and because Baby Joseph Champ Gasso travels as well. Everyone kind of wanted to get. Uh, everyone kind of wanted to get a little bit of rest in. So Andrea and JT are actually coming by to tape this tomorrow night, and we'll bring that to you next week on the podcast. I promise, and I think it might work out a little bit better because that will be in advance of the home opener, and we'll be able to talk a lot about some of the things that we learned in today's games. I mean, it's a little after midnight as we tape this in the Pacific time zone. So I I hope it works out a little bit better that way. And we have two great guests that are going to join us today, and they've kind of become podcast regulars. But with the way that the season has gone with women's gymnastics, I think we're on about four straight podcasts with having a guest involving the women's gymnastics team. We had Chase Caps on earlier this week, And coming up to kick off the podcast, we've got KJ Kindler that's going to join us. And then Jessica Cootie will look at everything sooner. Uh, Jess and I sat down on Wednesday and had a chance to kind of really talk about her feature she did on Chelsea Dungy. You know, uh, on Monday's edition, the game plan of the Sooner Sports Podcast, we heard from Sherry Cole. And it was an incredible weekend with the win over Texas. And obviously... Not every game is going to be easy. They won on the road this week, and they lost to Kansas State. But there's good news from that game and that Maddie Manning made her return. And, again, there's some rust to be knocked off from Maddie, but she's going to be fine whenever she gets back into the rotation. So we'll talk to Jess about her piece on Chelsea Dungy. And there's a lot of football news to get to. I mean, I'm a I'm a big draft fan. And on March 6th, we're going to have the Pro Day for the Oklahoma Sooners, which will be broadcast live on Soonersports.tv, and I think that's awesome. Now, again, as probably the most diehard, and I do mean this, most diehard fan of the draft that you'll find, there is that certain element of actually you know, being there and, and taking part in the pro day to where you realize, oh, wait, guys are just doing drills and they're just basically practicing. But it's also pretty cool whenever you look around and there's represent all 32 NFL teams are going to be there on March 6th. They typically are. I think last year all but two teams were there. But for the most part, every single team is there every single year. And it's kind of cool to see how the next level views guys that we've watched over the last three uh, or four seasons. So we'll talk about that with Jess. And there's some big names that are likely going to be coming in. Plus, we have the Spring game. It's been officially announced for April 6th. So we've got a lot to get to uh, on the show tonight. And again, we'll go 
all in on softball as we preview the home opener coming up in next week's edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what should be a fun edition of the game plan, or excuse me, look at me, of the tailgate as we get you ready for a busy weekend in Sooner Athletics. You can't help to look forward without looking back, if that makes any sense whatsoever. It was an incredible weekend for the Oklahoma women's gymnastics team, but it's going to be an even more special night as K.J. Kindler says adios to a an incredible senior class of gymnasts, including Chase Caps, who was on earlier this week. And we started by asking K.J. about that moment whenever she has to look around and say goodbye to these seniors for the last time, like she will on Friday night inside the Lloyd Noble Center. Oh, it absolutely is. And you kind of, I already got choked up. You just saying that about Chase. (laughs) These guys have been with us a long time and we have six seniors. They're amazing. And it's going to be sad to see them go. Take me through and I'll just I'll mention a couple here Uh, and because we talked to Chase yesterday and we had her on the Sooner Sports podcast as as well you know and I'm still like I say all the time still learning and I know that she anchors some of the events Uh, you, you had charity that's been leading off several events so far this year but let's just focus on Chase here what has she meant to this program and what has her impact been for Sooner Gymnastics? been amazing because and there's so many reasons and and you can look at her accolades and and all that she's done I mean last year I think was her biggest moment being an all-arounder for the first time in her career and finishing second at the NCAA championships that's just unheard of you just you don't hear about people doing that and a lot of times the all-arounders that are at those meets have been all-arounders since their freshman year and and continue on through every single year. She had to earn that position here uh, by getting into the bar lineup. So not only is she accomplished, obviously, through that, but um, one of the best beam workers to ever walk through the door, um, just elegant and uh, solid as a rock on balance beam, Um, and one of the most diligent workers, you know, and across the board, what a great student Um, she is. does tons of community service. She's adopted four. I don't even know if you guys got into this, but she's adopted four children through a, through no. a charity, and she does wow. pen pal and financially supports them every month. And and so she's just um, a good person all around, just like a really good person. So it'll be tough for sure. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah, my gosh. And then I, I mentioned charity. Here's somebody who has, as you mentioned, taken the lead in several events. Uh, and, and, again, I know as, as her career has developed, she's continued to improve. But what has it meant for you to have her leading off in certain events the way that she has here in 2017 and setting that tone, Coach? Yeah, we just we call her money because she's money every time she goes, you know. <laughs> she, um, she comes through. She's very aggressive, um, a really tough competitor. Um, you know, something else about Charity a lot of people don't know is she has an amazing sense of humor. She's, and that's funny, like fierce competitor and – funny girl don't seem to go along together but she's she's absolutely that so um she also keeps it very uh light in the corral and on the floor on the competition floor um you know because it can be very intense down there but at the same time she can turn around and just be this monster competitor so um she's very unique in that way and she's from oklahoma you know and it's great to have an oklahoma athlete um from miami oklahoma who has done so much for this program as she has 
and then, you know, you, you look up and down the roster. Those are the two seniors that we talk about a lot, but you've got Mackenzie Wofford, uh, Nicole Turner also, Kara uh, Love, and this is in uh, Reagan Henry. This is a huge senior class, and when you look back at what they have accomplished, I mean, KJ, it's it's up there. You know, you're talking two national championships. You're talking consistent Big 12 championships. I mean, it's incredible. It it could go down as one of the great senior classes in OU history. Uh, and, yeah. and by the way, we're just getting started, I think, with a pretty incredible freshman class. But this is amazing what they've accomplished as a group. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, very few people um, in our program have ever seen the success that this class has seen. So, it's pretty special, I can tell you that. And, you know, you mentioned Mackenzie Wofford. She has been one of the best um, bar performers in the country and, and just swings bars like no other and incredible talent there. Um, and Nicole Turner, who transferred from Oregon State in her senior year. So this is her fifth year, actually. And uh, you don't see very many oh, wow. gymnasts taking that fifth year. Yeah, you do in other sports. I know that it's very common in other sports. But in women's gymnastics, it's very uncommon. And so for um, Nicole to come back for her fifth year, she'll be doing floor this weekend. She's, she's, she's been a great um, source of courage, I think, for our team because it was very courageous for her to leave where she was um, and come here as a senior and start fresh, you know. So that, that's been great for us. Um, and Kara has been an All-American for our program, um, great on Beeman floor. And Reagan is probably the, the – positivity that lights up our team she is the most positive person hey if you're ever feeling down chris you need to call reagan henry because she can uh the glass is always half full okay it's always half full and she's always got a positive word or something good to say i'll never forget like i'll give a criticism in the gym and she'll she'll like combat it with the opposite <laughs> i'll say you need to point your toes uh, more and reagan will say awesome. i thought i still thought it was beautiful <laughs> So she's very, um, very positive. <laughs> That's awesome. We're hanging out with KJ Kindler. Final home meet Friday night. Doesn't mean the season is over. There's still a lot of work to be done. And with that said, boy, uh, we've we've gushed on the seniors, but how about the youngsters? I mean, listen, you really can't have a conversation about OU gymnastics right now without talking about just what has been an absolute phenomenal run from Maggie Nichols. You know, we were. Uh, I, I was trading messages because we had the softball game on Friday night, and Tiffany Bird, Coach Tiff, was with us, KJ, and she knew how kind of tuned in I've been and how much of a fan I've been of what you guys are doing. And she sent me right away. She's like, "You got to pull up the stats. You got to pull up the live stream." Maggie's already got uh, her highest score ever, and then she caps it off with a perfect ten. I mean, it's incredible to see what Maggie Nichols is doing this year. And that ceiling, I, I don't know, Coach. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't feel like she's anywhere close to that ceiling yet for her and how good she can be. Yeah, I mean, to put it in perspective, this, she, on Friday, um, on Friday night, she scored a 39.925 out of 40. And so this is obviously a school record for us. I um, mean, it's the second school record she's broken in the all-around. But that score is unheard of. And she just seems to be, like, knocking at that door every single week. So you're... Honestly, I think you're seeing one of the best gymnasts ever to compete in college gymnastics. Now, Anywhere. With that said, <laughs> um, oh, with that said, Coach, we've talked about this a lot, and I think it's 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 an amazing point that needs to continue to be hammered home. 
this team still, and in, in talking to Chase about this this week, there doesn't seem to be a, well, it's Maggie and everyone else. You know, because in what Bryn is doing, in what you've seen, A.J. Jackson has had an incredible mm-hmm. season so far to see what mm-hmm. she's been able to accomplish. You really get, yes, there's the individual side of it, but you see this team mentality, too, even away from the, uh, the, the routines and away from the arena, don't you? Yes, absolutely. And you mentioned, too, um, big contributors, A.J. and Brenna. And Brenna having one of her best meets this past weekend as well and getting a 10 from one of the judges on vault. I mean, she is bringing it every single week. And A.J. is, as you know, people really are drawn to her. She's super magnetic, and her floor routine is just killer this year. So she is um, bringing in the fans in droves. They love her, and she's been super awesome for us. And she's also our alternate on balance team. I know people don't see her a lot competing on beam, but – um, she very easily could just slip right into the lineup and do what, what her teammates are doing. So she's, she's key for us. But, yeah, you're right. It's a team effort across the board. You know, we talked about Chase. We talked about Charity. We talked about Mackenzie. I mean, there's so many people that are contributing to the end result. You know, gymnastics cannot be just one person. So, um, yeah, it's really important that we're all cohesive as a group, no doubt. Hey, before I let you go, KJ, can you take us through just how important it is to see a great crowd out there and how much you guys uh, kind of feed off that and the energy for Friday night for the final home meet? Yeah, I mean, it's against the University of Georgia, one of the most storied programs in women's gymnastics. They have 10 national championships to their name and um, certainly uh, have amazing tradition. And so, This is a great team, um, and we would love Sooner fans to come out and see this battle because it definitely will be a very competitive meet. But, you know, most importantly, to show their appreciation for those seniors who have done such an amazing job for our program and to see, you know, what is right now the best team in the nation. And uh, I can't think of anything better you might have to do Friday night than go see that show. So. Um, looking forward to a huge crowd. We are trying to break a record on Friday, so be part of that. <laughs> KJ's done incredible work. I, I can't say enough about it. Make sure you get out to the LNC and support what has been a magical run by the OU women's gymnastics team and by this senior class with their final home meet of the season on Friday night. And we brought up the incredible piece that Jessica Cooty has put together on Chelsea Dungy. Jess and I were working on Sooner Sports Spotlight this week together, and we kind of talked about just the, 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 the true in-depth nature of what Chelsea and her mom have had to overcome, the adversity, and then in the adversity, the perseverance to get to where she is today. And uh, it's an incredible look at an incredible young Sooner. Yeah, so that story is actually um, Tyler Pig's doing a written feature on it as well, and it should be coming out sometime today, so look for it. I'll, we'll tweet out a link and everything. But, yeah, pretty remarkable, um, you know, and and uh, she's shy, single mother, and, and kind of just sacrificed everything. And, you know, what I thought was really cool is, um, you know, her mom played six-on-six basketball. We kind of joked about that a little bit because there probably is, some people that don't even I when I talk to people especially people that aren't from here they're like six on six what <laughs> um yeah no they used to split up the court and basically play three on three basketball my mom played it my mom was actually really good so we were we kind of joked about that so she she was joking about I couldn't hit the broad side of the barn if I tried to shoot the ball but Chelsea <laughs> talked about how great of a defender she was and that's kind of why 
you know, because they would go up to the gym all the time, sometimes twice a day, and her mom would just, like, deer up. And so, and she'd, she'd get at the, once Chelsea started getting bigger and stronger, she'd get football pads and, like, hit her with the football pads when she was going into the lane. So it was just like, I mean, her whole life she just was, uh, you know, going up against someone who was not going to let it be easy for her. And then, you know, when, when the, her mom started making all the sacrifices for AAU basketball, I mean, that's expensive, you know, traveling every weekend somewhere for, you know, you got to get hotels and food and all of that. And, you know, her mom was, she said, I, I, I never would hesitate. But the second that, you know, I'm, I'm sacrificing more than you are, then we're, we're going to be done with this. And so I think it's just, it's just a perfect kind of illustration as to why Chelsea plays the way she plays because that's one thing I've noticed from day one with her is, man, she goes hard, and she goes hard nonstop. And it just goes back to, um, you know, the way that um, from day one, how her mom raised her, given to everything she's got, you know, the toughness, the grit. It's just, uh, it was, it, it just kind of, you know, shed a lot of light on, on her and her situation. It makes you respect the kid that much more. And, and boy, she's talented. Were you surprised last night that Maddie Manning made her return so quickly? I was not. Uh, you know, I talked to her a couple of times, and she felt like her rehab was going along pretty quickly. And then Tyler told me that they, they were hoping that she'd at least be back by Baylor. So um, wow. you know, I'm sure they wanted to get a couple uh, – get her legs under a little bit before they played Baylor. So – I you know, she felt like she felt good. Felt like it was coming along pretty, pretty, pretty well. So I, I wasn't really surprised. Spring football dates, Jess. Have we? Uh, I saw they're even going to stream the pro day on March eighth as well, too. That's a lot of cool coverage that we have coming up for spring football. Yeah, I think they tried to do a little bit of that last year, and they were, uh, um, you know, got kind of things worked out. So that's a big shout out to Tori Kapowski and Matt Archibald for figuring working that out because I think a lot of people want to see that and, and see how some of the, the fan uh, some of the guys did and there's going to be some some pretty big names there you know that, oh, that yeah. I know people will be interested in seeing how they do whether they do all of the events three events whatever it might be I think that's something that people get excited about I know you're you're kind of a nerd for oh. all that right oh you you know it I don't like uh, to use the term nerd Jess. Uh, no. But no, seriously. In fact, it's so funny that you say that. As soon as I saw that, I emailed Brandon. I'm like, whatever you need, man. Whatever. I know we got a softball game that night. Whatever you need. I think, as a matter of fact, last year, Tori and I went and did a couple of stand-ups in the, the softball game. It gotten rained out. So I sat there all day. Now, have you? Because that's kind of during a wild time for you because I know you'll sometimes go – uh, and do a lot with the women's basketball tournament and maybe even travel with the men's team or the women's team when they go to the big dance. Have you gone to a pro day yet, Jess? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, I thought so. I missed last year because I was at the Big 12, uh, men at the Big 12 um, tournament, but I've, yeah, I've been there a few times. Um, I actually, believe it or not, was at Sam Bradford's pro day. Oh, wow, that was wild. That was, uh, and, I, and I don't know if this is considered breaking news, but I heard from a source last night that all 32 NFL teams are going to be here. Uh, much well, like- that normally happens. I mean, that's one thing. So, you know, because normally when – because I've been a couple times and, mm-hmm. and talked talk to scouts and was actually there with Dusty Dvorak one time, and, you know, he knew some of the guys from when he was going through the process. And, you know, that they say that OE's Pro Day is, is yeah. um, you know, top-notch, one of the – not the best, one of the best in the country that – 
Schmitty just puts on, you know, he gets the guys ready. They kind of, um, you know, it's very professional, very well done. Um, and so it's, it's a pro day that um, pretty much every team, it's, it's almost like a can't miss for professional teams yeah. because of, you know, just how, how good the athletes are, how prepared they are, and, um, you know, just how well it's put on. Yeah, and I don't, right, like I said, I don't think it's breaking news, but I think last year – if it wasn't all 32, maybe 30 of the 32, and then the year before you had all 32. So it's, you you have a higher percentage of NFL teams than uh, than maybe most places in the in the Big 12. Now, with that said, when I saw that it was streaming as a NFL draft dork, as someone who loves this kind of stuff, there is this certain expectation that we need to set because I'd never been to a pro day before last year, Jess, just because of schedules, and obviously I was in Tulsa. Um it is really guys just running, and it is really guys just doing drills, and it's really more watching to see reactions from scouts and guys catch. I mean, you're, it's almost like a televised individual drill. So I don't know what you can truly get from it, but it is something that I guarantee you everyone will be watching online, won't they? Well, yeah, and I think a lot of times, too, you'll see guys, some of the guys that go to the Combine who have a really good yep. – like I, I think when um, last year Sterling Shepard didn't do anything but um, the drills where – just the wide receiver drills. Like he didn't do any of the measurements because he had a pretty good day at the Combine. So I, I, I believe that's right. I don't know who it was, but there some of the guys that go to the Combine and, and test really well – They'll sit on um, it, yeah. They won't do the they won't do it at pro day, and then some of them want to improve. Like so, I think there's somebody last year that wanted to improve their forty time, and they did. So, but that's the only thing that they did, you know, was improve was run the forty. So, yeah, it's not. Um, you, you'll see some of the guys not do everything. You'll see some of the guys do everything, and then, you know, um, so I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. I think there's some going to be some pretty big names here this year, so it'll definitely be exciting. And when Jess says big names, I mean outside of the the Joe Mixons and the Samaje Pirines, you mean big name like coaches, like front office guys in the NFL, right? Like maybe maybe you might see a Bill Belichick who wants to see guys firsthand. Maybe you might see uh, a Jack Del Rio or someone like that. Is that kind of what you're referring to when you say big names? Yeah, I mean, I think just all around, top, top to bottom, you're, you'll see um, you know some sooner guys that I think a lot of people are interested in. And, and then also, yeah, some of the um, kind of the big wigs from – NFL teams, it, it just it's, it's like that every year, yep. you know. It's just kind of one of those, kind of those spectacles, you know. And and there's really nothing like it. No, there's you know? not. There's not. And I'll say so. this because I can remember you were talking about the Sam Bradford one, and I can remember at the time Mike Holmgren was there. It was like, oh my gosh, Mike Holmgren is there. And now you <laughs> kind of look back, and it's been rather consistent to see those big names year in and year out. Now, with that said, is there a more intriguing storyline to follow whenever we come to the uh, spring football season, Jess, than what happens at the running back position. You know, backup quarterback should be interesting, though. I think people are underselling Austin Kendall. I think he's got a pretty bright future. Obviously, the linebacker position, but you don't really see too terribly much hitting. So is that wide receiver position where you're going to have a lot of your focus in kind of watching spring ball? Yeah, wide receiver and running back for sure. Um, and it's, but it's funny, like, because, you know, it's happened the last two years. We're like, oh, okay, what are we going to do without Sterling Shepard? You right. Know? And then now it's like, okay, what are we going to do without D.D. Westbrook? But, you know, it's not like Baker doesn't have anybody. You know, it's not like we're sitting here like, 
oh, hey, there's Mark Andrews. And, oh, you know, there's there's several guys that, um, you know, have been around that, you know, you can expect probably to, to step up. But then, yeah, I know that he, he's pumped about the, the uh, freshmen, the signing class this year, some of the freshmen that are in that um, class, that uh, a couple of them here, a couple of them coming in. So, um, you know, I think – that was one thing too that I, that one and it'll be coming out soon too. I'm I'm not sure when, but I I was able to talk to Levi Draper, Robert Barnes, and then um, Coach Gundy, Coach Riley on you know this recruiting class specifically how they recruited themselves and kind of got really involved and in how how bought in they already are. And uh, Coach Gundy specifically said how how great it is that um, they're already on campus, so many of them, and that that's just huge. Like because. Again, you know, spring ball is more about kind of the fundamentals and, you know, kind of getting back to the basics a little bit, kind of growing, teaching the younger guys, getting them kind of up to speed, you know, whereas once you get to the fall, it's, hey, we got we got a season to prepare for. So you're that's one thing that the coaches always say. That it's one of their favorite times of the year because they actually get to get in there and teach and work with the guys and the younger guys that maybe are on the scout team that they never get to see, you know. So right. I think – um, they're really excited about this signing class, of course, going back to it. A lot of them are here. But then also, um, I think, uh, again, just kind of developing some of those younger guys. But it's going to be an exciting spring. I, and it's um, a little bit different now that they started after spring break. I mm-hmm. think that's, um, you know, pretty pretty good deal because, you know, you take a week off for spring break and then you come back and kind of maybe lose a little bit of momentum. But I think – um, you know that's that's pretty cool that they are they're gonna just do it all after spring break and and because normally we're starting spring ball like next week right. you know um, so uh, it's a little bit later this year and um, should be should be good good spring. All right, thanks for joining us for the Sooner Sports Podcast. Obviously, we have an incredibly busy weekend, and you can find all the information about what's coming up at Soonersports.com, men's basketball, uh, women's basketball on the road against TCU, then they're back home to wrap things up against Baylor. It is a an, at Kansas State, as I mentioned, for the men's team home this weekend. It's an action-packed jam-packed week of baseball is home boy what a week they've had they've already started out the season four and one after sweeping grambling state and winning the series against long beach state and of course we're out here in palm springs with a softball team as we prepare for our annual excursion to palm springs and the mary nutter classic so have a great week jt and andrea gasso on the game plan next week until then everyone have a great week thank you so much for downloading and subscribing to the sooner sports podcast and boomer sooner everybody This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.